So you're probably saying to yourself, like, I think I can start my own podcast. Well, one thing you need to do right now is download this free app called Anchor. It's free. All the tools you need to literally record right from your phone is right on this app. And anyone that listens to Spotify, Apple, and many more will be able to listen to your podcasts. And you don't need to pay anything. It's free and everything is right here. So please download this app and get your podcast going. Bye. Yo, yo, my minimum day. Is it at the most decaying? Yo, ain't nothing like the old school. Here we go. We're going to send this one out to the old school. DJ discretion. Number love for the old school. That's what we're going to do this one. You feel me? My men and my women, don't forget about the day. This is not the most decaying. Yo, it's about a thing. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Unsought Thoughts with Shane Mariah, which is me, your lovely host. Today, you'll be hearing other perspectives on being black in the land of the free. This is part two, episode six, you heard my personal rant. And then on episode five, we had to talk about racial bias and disparities in healthcare. So I hope you guys enjoy. Please get yourself comfortable. Grab your coffee, your tea, your water, or your mixed drinks because we about to get deep. All right. So see you guys. Bye. Being black in the land of the free. Um, that is a, a very unique experience for a lot of us. But for the most part, we should all be able to come together and find common, common ground um, about the biggest issue that we face being black in America, which is white supremacy. Um, now we have a lot of issues within our communities based on our experiences black as far as um misogynoir with black women um homophobia transphobia um amongst the lgbt community um colorism there's a lot of other uh, xenophobia also for black people from different cultures there's a lot of uh, different divisive um and damaging things that we're facing within our communities but we need to be able to find common ground in the biggest issue we all face which is white patriarchal oppression which is the root of all of these different things that bring division within our communities um me being a black mother a single uh, black mother raising young daughters who will be black women, I do want us to have progress. I do want um, the topic of conversations when it comes to the advancement of our people. I want those conversations to be different. I don't want their generation to face the same issues that my generation has faced. My thoughts and perspective on Black Lives Matter is that that is our, our call for help. It is our cry for attention opposed to all lives matter because if all lives did matter we would not have to say black lives matter we are being targeted we are being killed for nothing this is not being served so we have to find ways to speak our outcries 
We have to find ways to grab people's attention, to get people to see what we see, to get people to feel how we feel. Because until my pain and my hurt is your pain and your hurt, then all lives do not matter. So black lives is our cry for attention. Black lives matter. Do I feel safe? Yes, I feel safe in my own home. I'm armed. My house is armed. Um, if I needed help, would I call the police? Absolutely not. I feel like they have more to prove to us than we should prove to them. Um, um, I feel safe when I'm out in public for the most part. Uh, but that's the goal for us as black people is to try to make it home so that we can rest our heads and be able to live for another day. So that is, is my take so far as if I feel safe. Um, I feel safe in my community. Um, I foster a safe environment for my daughter and just the thoughts of having to teach her about the things we go through in this world as being black. It's haunting at times when I have to look at my four-year-old daughter and realize that one day I'm going to have to teach her what it's like to be black in America. Understanding that that reality may be sooner than I thought, but I feel like we've lost sight of that as American descendants of slaves that we've lost sight in teaching our children where we come from, how we got here, why things are the way they are. Black Lives Matter, right? So a lot of us are getting killed out here. The most recent story, this man just went for a job, basically got hunted down. And and every time a situation like that happens, it always goes back to the same topic. You know, what about black on black violence? Why didn't do do this? Why didn't he comply? You understand what I'm saying? So Cert, like certain things that I believe that as a black community we should do, we should definitely always educate ourselves on like uh, basic law. Um, always like know your rights. Um, once you have that, you can't get finessed or tricked in anything, right? Especially when you're dealing with law enforcement. Me being in the law enforcement field, um, I kind of realized that when you're dealing with somebody with some type of authority, um, even though, like, like what Nisha was saying, like, black people do have this t sense of pride and fight in us. Um, I just, I, I, I just, I would just say, just tone it down a bit when you're dealing with people in law enforcement. Um, just a bit, you know, so, cause a lot of the times, think about it, when a cop's approaching a car, um, and they, you know, it, there's good offices out there, you know what I'm saying? So, it, just, you just gotta, choose wisely and you know just what you say and just you know just be professional like Nisha was saying but now when it comes to um like all the regular people that's not in law enforcement like white people that try to like hunt black people down like in the Jaga story here's my take I feel like if enough black people was to educate themselves when it comes to their state and their licenses and and more of the black population would carry firearms, there would be a big difference. I feel like a lot of this shit would drop. I feel like it would be the other way around in a lot of these cases. And I and I find and they'll finally do something about gun law when the black pop like imagine like every other black person was carrying. License. Right? License. Carry a license carry, right? Imagine every black person in your household had a license carry. They're gonna look at the, the statistics and be like, oh hold on, now nah, something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so that's just that's just my take when it comes to um, you know, and Black Lives Matter, man. Like a lot of people take that into a lot of people 
take it, especially white people. I'm gonna just say it out there. Caucasians, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Them, they they like to look at it as like, oh, well, well, all lives matter, you know? But that's not the point. It, like, look at the word, just matter. We matter. We're not saying we're more important than anybody. We're not saying we're better. We just matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, when people be like, oh, save the whales. Does anybody come and be like, well, nigga, what about the sharks, cuz? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, just save the fucking whales. You know what I'm saying? That's the topic that we're on right now. That's it, you know? So, you know, that's just my take, you know? You, you always gonna have people that's, you know, you're gonna have racist people that's gonna be like, you know, always have something negative to say, but just as long as you stand by what you believe in, you keep a pushing us to, together as one, as a community, then, you know, we get up in there. You know what I'm saying? Reggie, Reggie, you wanted to chime in? I seen, I seen a finger. My brother, you on mute. There we go. Oh, oh Shayna muted me. She was like, shut up. Um, <laughs> uh, I just wanted to piggyback off what you said. Um, that's factual, everything you just said. But um, really going back to the it you were saying with imagining that every other black person or at least black person in your ho- household had a concealed gun weapon license. Okay, see, that, that yeah, that's going to change statistics, but that alone just just put this into perspective okay we all have our gun license yes we get into the predicament where we have that chance or we have to choose to pull our weapon and use it or not and be one of those statistics that get shot and die a lot of the people that do carry weapons have no clue why they're carrying a weapon have no clue the actual law of carrying a weapon they don't even know what to do if they shoot someone. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll shoot someone, and then after they do that, it's like, oh, okay, well, I shot someone, now what, you know? So, piggybacking off what you said, knowledge is key. And for a lot of black folks, and I say this because I have a lot of friends. Kadeem, you know, like, Kadeem, you're in security. I'm trying to get into the military. Like, we've always been on that side of law enforcement, even when I, I used to do security for a while. We've always been on that side, so we understand it from a different viewpoint than everyone else. You know what I'm saying? Everyone else sees it as, oh, yo, that's a cop. He about to come for me. I got to get ready. Whereas if we should all be on that same page of, okay, well, you know what? This dude here, he's a cop. He may be white. He may have a certain persona thought about me, but at the same time, I need to also come at him correctly because he puts his life on the line every day. You know what I'm saying? Just like there are ignorant black folk, there are ignorant white folk too. And there's ignorant white folk who love to get ignorant with the police, which we don't see that side because we don't know about that. You know, we think white folk and police is just like, bomb, you know what I'm saying? Yo, what's up, my cracker? Everything good? You good? All right, have a great day. But it's not like that. You got a lot of white people that want to abuse their authority because they think they have that, what is, what is the word I want to use? That, that privilege, you know, because they're white, they got money. This police officer wants to pull me over and give me a ticket. Do you know who I am? You know what I'm saying? But as a black person, we we can't do that. We can't say, oh, do you know who I am? They're going to pull their gun. Yeah, I know who you are. A dead motherfucker about to be on the side of the street. So at the same time of defending ourselves, we have to knowledge ourselves. We have to know how to speak to an officer. We have to know what to say, what not to say. When you do have that concealed weapons license and you have that gun on you and you do get pulled over, what do you do? How do you say it? What's the procedure you go down? A lot of people don't know that. And I feel like there needs to be an African-American, at least system in place where it's saying, yo, my brothers, my sisters, don't be afraid to 
bear your arms. Don't be afraid to put that gun on your waist and, and walk every day with it because you need to know your laws. You need to know what to do, what not to do before you pull a gun. Like, I'm pretty sure Kadeem knows this, but a lot of you all who don't know this and you are a weapons carrier, this would be great for you. If you were to ever in life get into that predicament where you have to pull your gun on a person, there's certain steps you need to take. A lot of our people don't know those steps. A lot of our people will pull their gun, shoot somebody, put their gun back and keep on walking like the day is over, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that they're going to go to jail, they're going to give it up. There's ways we can fight. There's ways we can continue to grow and, and be successful as black people and actually grow and do more than what we are now. Then we're sitting around saying, well, something has to change or we have to make this. We have to make that change. You know what I'm saying? Like we can't just sit around and speak about it. Not, not saying us, but just in general the world the, the our types our people we all speak about it we all know what's going on we all have that mindset of saying something ain't right the only problem is ain't nobody doing nothing ain't nobody saying i'm gonna take this stance or i'm gonna do that and the ones that are are the ones that are unknowledged and hear me when i say that they're unknowledged because they don't know which way to go about doing this so they are the ones that we see losing their lives they're the ones we see every day on the fucking news getting shot down by this next cop or getting choked out by the next cop. Why? Because they didn't have the knowledge to actually run that cop of his of his privileges, you know? If you have the knowledge, you can run anybody for their privileges, but you have to know the knowledge. You, you have to know what to do, what to say, how to say it, and how to do it. Because at the end of the day, if you put your words in a sentence correctly and say what you need to say fully, flat out, what you need to do, put it out all your off of your chest the correct way. Things happen, things move, people hear that. So, real quick, um, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, privilege, white privilege. Uh, so you see how, like, you know, like, you know, somebody of vanilla color could snap at a police officer and walk out alive, right? A lot of people Facts. don't know. A lot of people don't know. Um, yes, you could let an officer know that you do know your rights and what he's doing wrong and you know, what he's doing correct and incorrect. But at the same time, it should never be an argument. Let him do what he needs to do because a lot of black people don't know that you don't need to say a word to that officer. You know what I'm saying? Like, make sure you 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 take note of everything he's doing. If you know he's being unfair, he's breaking the law, when he's supposed to be upholding the law, you don't have that argument with him. You let him take you to jail. You let him do what he needed to do. And you fight that shit with your lawyer and in court. Because honestly, that's going to be a lose-lose battle. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I, we all seen that movie. Um, what's that? Uh, some Queen and Slim? You know what I'm saying? All, he was just You ever seen Queen and Slim? Well, I everybody seen the movie know what I'm talking about. But <laughs> no, basically, basically, I'm sorry, like, spoiler alert. But basically, he killed an officer by, you know, in self-defense from, from killing uh, the girl that he was with. Like, mm -hmm. now, you can't stay there and wait for the next cop to come and explain that situation. You know what I'm saying? That's not going to be a talk-talk situation. So they had to do what they had to do. So that's what I'm saying. A lot of times, just let shit be. Just stand by and fight that shit in court later. Because I'm telling you, if you, get, if you get the right people behind you, you, you're alive the next day to fight that shit. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's could, facts. When a lot I, of and people don't know that. You could bad. hurt the cop. You could hurt the cop a lot more with fucking paperwork from the agency than mouthing off to them right there. You know what I'm saying? 
And that's what I mean that, by knowledge. Because enough of that paperwork stacks up and then they become investigative. You know what I'm saying? Like internal affairs get involved. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot mm-hmm. of these a lot of these uh like things, they be watching cops. And cops really don't know. You know what I'm saying? So all you gotta do is just sit tight and just and do your battle like how these white people do it. Man. I sit I sit tight. Yes, sir, no sir. Yes, sir, no sir. Yo, can I can I can I give you something that I learned at a job that I swear to God that taught me a lot and it's it's mad simple it's corny too but i used to work for chuck e cheese right that was like one of my first jobs nah, in high school we all was at chuck e cheese but um i was young i was a teenager that was when i was in my like my prime i would say i was doing the most stupidest things i was i was smoking every day i didn't drink i wasn't a drinker but i was smoking every day i was out partying doing you know having fun but that was the time when most of the police and all this crap going on with us was really starting to bubble up. And what was what was Cat? What, what was our manager's name? The big dude with the long head, Perry. Like this guy, but um, for some reason he can always read a person. Like if something was wrong with you, he would know. And he wouldn't come ask you. He would tell you that something was wrong with you. So that, that bugged me because, like, I'll come to work sometime pissed. And he'll, like, walk up to me and just be like, you can't have an attitude at work. When you have an attitude at work, you're going to affect everybody else. You can either leave or you can fix your attitude. And then he'll just walk away. And I'd be like, this fucking cracker. Because he, he was a white dude. But, like, he taught me something. And he would always say, pass the buck, pass the buck. And when you say pass the buck, it usually work term would be for if a, per, a customer came to me asking me a question I didn't know, I'd pass the buck. I'd give it to Kadeem. Kadeem might know it because Kadeem probably was there longer than me. So I'm going to say, hey, you know what? Kadeem knows this. I'm going to go ahead and let Kadeem help you out. I didn't understand how this can help in real life until like I actually had to sit back and just start thinking and looking. When you pass the book, it's more than just passing some knowledge. It's more than just saying, I don't know this, so I'm going to give it to them. Passing the book is exactly what Kadeem just said. You don't have to always argue with a police officer or an authority figure, period. Because at the end of the day, only thing we really have as men is our words and our balls. Point blank, period. And that's a term men would use. As a women term, y'all have y'all words and your beauty. You know, and at that, you must always use it. You have to be able to understand that instead of sitting there arguing and fighting, you need to know, just like Dean said, okay, I know this isn't being done right. Instead of arguing, because the argument ain't going to get nowhere, but some, instead of arguing, you really want to pass the buck. And when I say pass the buck, that's not going to your mom and saying, Hey, I got this ticket, pay it for me. No, that's being able to understand that. Okay. This ain't my time to really argue or speak. This is my time to observe and listen. So while you're observing and listening, you're also taking them notes so you can go to a person who's above that police officer or whoever it is that you're trying to go above and do what you need to do. You go above them and you let them know how you're feeling. In the case of being pulled over, like Dean said, you go to your lawyer. All right, let's fill these paperwork out. Let's get this going. Let's send that to the to the unit. See how they feel about that. That's gonna, like he said, bury them in burying them in paperwork is a lot better than sitting there arguing with them. Because when you argue, when you take things out of context, that's what they want you to do. That's that's the whole reason of them saying anything point blank. Period. Like a police officer that's an actual bad cop. 
they're going to come to you and they're going to try to push every little button that they can just so they can have a reason to reach for their gun. You're going to give them that reason. They know that you're going to give them that reason. But when you can actually sit back and say, you know what, I'm going to just, I'm going to let it ride, no matter if you're mad or not. If you have the strength to not say anything and be able to hold that in, you can pass that book. You can pass that anger on in the correct way, paperwork, or or just simply speech by, by a speech, saying how you feel. Like I said before, like words doesn't, doesn't always have to be in an argument. Words can be used to win all types of battles. And it's just like the way that our generation handles things nowadays. I just wish that a lot more people can understand that you don't have to argue to try to win the battle. Cause at sometimes, like uh, not even sometimes, the Bible says, you know, silence will win most of all battles. You, you don't have to say anything to win the battle. So what Kadeem was saying was 100. I just wanted to piggyback off of that because that that that's big. And if our generation can't get to understanding that we won't have a next generation because they're going to take over like and you're going to let them take over so i i think shani asked the question of why does it have to take all that what do you mean by take all of what what do you mean exactly i don't know if that's troy and shani though no it's me well she was saying oh yeah yeah i was just saying like i mean i don't know i heard someone say yes master yes sir and I thought that was hilarious. Um, but no, I mean, that's that's just what it kind of feels like. I mean, at the end of the day, I work for the government also. So I know like that aspect of how everything is in a system. But why does it like, why do we have to do all of that? Because the white boy who's mouthing off to the cop doesn't have to do that and at the end of the day you're intimidated by a young man's skin color like that's the reality of it so i think that maybe there needs to be more training with the cops in general that not every black person is a criminal and that you shouldn't criminalize people based on their color maybe that needs to be done and it shouldn't be so much teaching our youth that um it shouldn't be so much teaching our black boys or our youth that hey, um, you guys need to be acting in this particular way. Whenever you you know see a cop, you need to be this. No, I'm gonna be respectful. I mean, in general, you shouldn't be talking back to an elder. That's just basic facts. But if somebody rouses you up, you can't really say what you're gonna do. That you know, I agree with you. But you know, I I. I come to accept that this this is just a cold world and especially um being black uh, you know we're not everyone's not on the same level playing field so with that being said it does suck that we does we have to take extra precaution more than certain other races but it's it's, it's just i would i would rather hold my tongue to live another day and fight that shit later than the moth off and don't know what's gonna happen you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's messed up, but it's just something that we gotta do. And I'm, I'm gonna teach my kids that because I want my kids to come home. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, we'll fight that shit later, however else we can. But it's beyond just mouthing off, though. Like that's what I said in the comments. Like, regardless of how polite you might say something, if you get the wrong cop or a racist cop, even if you ask a simple question like, "Hey, sir, would you mind telling me why I'm getting pulled over, or would you mind telling me why I'm being arrested, or why I'm being stopped?" <laughs> They might, oh, you talking back? Oh, you this, you that? And then, you know, they retaliate based on that. So we're not always safe, regardless of how compliant or how kind or how respectful you are. 
being, being black is the threat, regardless of how well you're raised or how well mannered you are, how well spoken you are. It doesn't even matter, to be honest. Like, I mean, I know me, like, per se, when I get pulled over, I get shook. Like, it could be for the simplest thing, like, stop, like, anything. I'm shook. So I automatically just call someone and have them on the line, and I just tell them, put their phone on mute. Always. Whether it be my dad, my sister, somebody. And I've always been like that since I was in high school. Because, you know, being a woman or being kind is not is not going to help you. It's just some people are just threatened by the color of your skin. And Simple it, as that. I agree with you. Absolutely right. But it just it just lessens. It's like one, like it definitely one, helps. Yeah, it it definitely. Sure. It just helps. <laughs> it just anything helps at this point. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you need to get out of that situation to retreat. You know what I'm saying? And, and get your back, black folk in your corner and fight that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? So that's my take on it. And with a lot of, uh, what her man. With a lot of cops, a lot of cops go through like, like certain training. Like it, like what cops go through to become an officer. They go through like polygraphs and all this examination and psychological exam, and they try to do all that to filter filter all these. All these, these, these racist or bad cops. Yeah. But, you know, obviously it's not working. You know what I mean? And I, there's something does need to be done. And I heard somebody say that if you, you know, put, like, cops in their, like, demographic area, like, if you put an officer in where they grew up or put black cops in black communities, that can help. But mm-hmm. it's just not enough of us to go around. You know what I'm saying? You want to you know, know another... And there's not too many Tommies from Power out here to be cops. You know what I'm saying? So... You know, it's not, there's not enough white black people out here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man. I think, I think the biggest stigma and biggest problem with that, though, with, like, people, you know, saying putting the cops in their demographic, that, to me, wouldn't help. We're ready to talk about the racism. We're ready to talk about making the change. But when it really boils down to it, who do we have to change? Who do we really have to influence to get on our own side and that's our that's our own people we have to try so hard and on the flip side on the flip side to that on the other side to what you were saying just to piggyback off you is that our people when we look at black folk in power we can't just automatically look at them and say oh sell out they uncle tom's like like we we can't just you know just look at them like oh yeah you know he, he working for he working for the man like you know what i'm saying like we, we can't like let's let's give people a chance to show 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 us who they are like you know what i mean black lives matter we matter that's it we just matter all right help us help, help us out funny because i remember working um when i was working for um <laughs> child protective service and i remember i pulled up to the house and i was going in this is like a black hood area and the people was like, oh, no, we ain't talking to that cracker. And I turned around. I'm like, huh? Like, who are they talking to? And it was me and another girl. She's Jamaican. And they were talking about us. Like, they were saying that we were crackers because we work for, you know, CPS. And they they were like, well, it is what it is. Like, we're not talking to you. Yeah, I thought that was stupid. crazy. That shook me. Yeah, that's I was like, wow. Sometimes stupid. we are, like, our biggest barrier and our biggest enemy our biggest challenge um because you're right you you see that especially in the hood or like even in the suburbs like you know what i mean black people just feel like like you said because you work for the government you're automatically the opposition 
well, little do they know, we need people like us to work in the government in order to help our people, in order to save our people. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if, if I mean, if it's only the white people, then it's still always going to be an issue. You want to beat the system? Infiltrated. Infiltrated, man. You know what I'm saying? Beat the system, yeah. Get up in there. Just how, just how they infiltrated, they put they put moles in the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. Yo. Put them down from the inside. That's what we need to do. This is a okay. recorded line. What yeah. else? <laughs> Mine, you know? Mine, what you're saying? That's the undercover oh. brother, That's the other. But you can't go too deep. If you go too deep, you might just turn. You might be out there eating mayo and shit. You know what I'm saying? Look, <laughs> <Good>, man. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we gotta have a under. We gotta call this the underground railroad conversations because uh, we get too deep, we might disappear. I don't want to disappear just so soon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, here, y'all boys, I'll hang up on this bit right now. <laughs> 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 All you hear is boop, 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 boop. <laughs> but my thing is, do you feel the laws are built for us or they're built to trap us if we're not smart about them? Oh, let me uh, let me let me let me get in on that. Listen. When the constitution was written, right? Here we go. <laughs> was was any black person in the room? To chime in, no, these laws and anything they built is not for us off rip. No, they might have had a black person in there that could read or write better than them, write what they wanted them to write. I believe that, but other than that, that's what I was gonna say. I, I know they had a black dude up in there, like writing something, probably typing or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I guarantee there was a black guy. I got something to say. <laughs> but now, nah, these laws ain't built for us, bro. But we could def- there's definitely loopholes that us as black folks could learn and take advantage of and and, and, and and hop on that hop on that you know hop on that train. Did you hear what Amar said? If, no, what no. did Amar say? What did he say? What did you say? Black and white. I'm sorry? The thought is like how you look at it is like this might be a bad analogy for comparison but like poetry. It depends on what a term you got to interpret it and to, to basically towards the, the jury I was actually gonna say something similar to what he just said because that's facts like I don't me personally I don't look at the law as a racial make you know I don't say it's good for whites or it's good for blacks period I personally think it's cricket yes I think it's made for anyone to slip through the cracks if you have the correct lawyer to like let's just okay so Putting it in a way that I can explain it because I don't have the big words to put it in what how I want to say it. But like, let's just put it like you have this book, the law. Certain people can read this book and certain people can. Lawyers are very good at reading that book. If you get the right lawyer to read that book the right way, you you're fine, no matter if you're white or black. But when that comes into play is where the money is and the perspective. I mean, of course, white and black plays a position in the black and like out of the black and white in the gray That's area the but when it's just black and white the justice system the law protects all of us. it's the justice system that's against us well, I, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the justice system itself is there like the justice system as a whole. I don't say as a whole it's against us. 
listen to me i don't say as a whole it's against just black people because think about it if if a black person has the right amount of money they can hire the correct lawyer if they can hire the correct picture pinky down if they can hire the correct lawyer look if they can hire the correct lawyer that correct lawyer is going to get them through that situation granted if that black person has enough money now they don't have enough money what are they going to do they're trapped regardless of how it happens or whatever public defender they have yes they're going to be trapped but if you flip it and put it in a white person's perspective let's say that white person don't have the money to get a great lawyer do you think that he's going to still make it through and not get his jail They'll time? Or is he still going to get it? They will definitely be more they have, they will have the benefit. Depending on the jury. Well, think about, okay, but here's the thing. Think Sometimes about this. So how many, how many celebrities and rap artists that we know who have sons, family, friends that are, especially in Atlanta, that are in jail right now for like simple drug charges, like weed, or like not even like cocaine or anything like that. Like just simple weed what? marijuana charges, right? Now these people all got money. They're all rich. It's again, it's not even about the lawyers at this point. You know, you can make the best argument. It doesn't even matter because at the end of the day, most of the judges are white. The majority of the jurors are white. It's very, black people always try to get out of jury duty. They try every excuse. I have not met one single black person who willingly has gone to jury duty without trying to get out of it. You know what I'm saying? So the majority of the jurors are white. You know, how many federal black judges are there in, in all actuality? But you know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's like the law will protect us, but the justice system isn't on our side. And that's just what it is. Mm. Like, I feel you when you say it. When you get it from that perspective, I definitely, I definitely see what you're saying. But like, just I, I don't know my my personal opinion. I just think the system itself, like the entire system itself, isn't made for any type of race nor any type of person. I just think it's a system put in place for everyone to fail. Like I, that's my that's my opinion. I'm not saying that we don't get treated unfairly because yes we definitely do but i just feel like the justice system itself point blank period it is cricket and it is meant to be put in place simply to trap people to simply grab the ones who i think aren't sheeple and when i say sheeple sleep people you know what i'm saying like people who are understanding and seeing what's really going on in the world for what it is today you know you got people like the idiots who are out right now going to parks because they opened up a park when we all about to die. What's up, Shana? Okay, look at uh, 69 getting out and then what did him and, him and Meek Mill were going back and forth and Meek Mill was saying, how can we allow a rat to still do, um, to still do like whatever he's doing but yet the people that he's trying to with with his reform program that he's trying to take out of jail, they're still in there because of people like him. But yet we're still. But that whole six nine situation is just a little fishy. Yeah. There's a whole lot of parts. Thank you. 
I that is just Thank a you. horrible. Ex- I don't think he was ever in jail. I think he. I think he was set by the industry to do to do exactly. That's another talk for another day. But before, but yeah, before we jump in that sixty dollars time, that's a so here's the, thing. here's the reason why I feel like the justice system isn't built for it because this has been proven time to time again. How many times has a white person and a black person have gone to trial for the same exact crimes and not gotten the same treatment? Why does a white person get community service and the per- and the black person and, and max and max? It is. It is. No, it is not. But that. Time. But that still. But that still falls. But that still falls into the categories of what you're saying, Kadeem. That still falls into what you're saying. But hold on, it's not always up to a jury. Sometimes it's just sometimes you, you uh, sometimes unless it goes to trial, you don't need a jury. And a lot of the times, let me tell you, a lot of black people don't make trial. It to trial. A lot of black folks don't make it to try trial because they give you a plea deal. They say, "Yo, plead guilty, plead guilty. We give you the lowest time, or fight it, and you get like thirty fucking years." But keep in mind. So what do you? Oh, so what do you? As a sensible person, what are you going to do? You're pressured into going to jail. So if you fight that and lose, you're gonna spend the rest of your life in prison for a stupid crime. The jail system is a whole nother ball game, though. That's a money. It's a money game. Exactly. Keep that They're in all mind. working together. It is not built for us of, in any way, yep, bro. It they, it's a profit. They profit off of just easily getting people to take jail time. I've read a case, but I've seen something in, in Port St. Lucie where um, I guess somebody jumped out on some, something. But how they explained it was like a, a black kid. But they didn't mention the race of the, the other the victims, right? Okay, he, I guess his girlfriend or something, and they were planning to rob somebody to move to a different state or something like that. Anyway, they're charging him with attempted murder because he hit somebody with a, he hit the victim with a, a gardening tool or something like that. But the accessory to the crime the girl girlfriend is getting charged with second degree mr me battery something like that simple as thought so i'm like how did they, why would they try charge him for attempted murder if it was a robbery clearly you know what i'm saying the intent wasn't to kill and that's where law comes in because you got to see what his intent was now you have a you have to have a good lawyer to argue that Right, but your district attorney is saying, "Okay, we're gonna go to trial based on this case because he didn't take that deal." Now you got jurors that have no, um, no training whatsoever. You just got average Joes that don't know how to take their emotions out of it and just use logic. At the end of the day, they come together and deliberate and come up with what they they if they think you're guilty or not based on how the attorney laid the case out and the judge is just moderate it's all a, it's like a game it's like a big game talk your shit king is that all you have to say but it all boils down to you have law that can be interpreted any way any way and then you have jurors with their emotion they say they don't use emotion as there's all logic in there but come on now they do. Everyone got quiet. We're on mute. Someone's on mute. You guys are on mute. One at a time. <laughs> oh, I agree with Amar to a certain extent, but like I said before, it, 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 your case has to get to drive trial first before it goes to a jury, and that's if you take, you know, that's if you don't take that deal to give me, you, you fight for your life. But that being said, a jury, the reason why I don't really like the jury is because 
They say it's supposed to be a jury of your peers. God forbid I go to jail for something. 45-year-old Susan that lives in the suburbs with two kids is not my peer. Yes, we're both human beings, but she's not my peer. She has, she knows nothing about my lifestyle, who I am, and, and struggle about nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, and, and a lot of times it knows, and you hear you hear all the stories. Look at that one, what's that one movie? Um... The exonerated no, it was it was like a movie with like a bunch of them and like uh, reviewing the case, um, these juries and they always quick to be like, yeah, yeah, guilty, 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 and it was just took that one person. It, it looked like an open shut case, like all the evidence was pointing right to the to to, to the victim, and it took that one person was like, nah, let's dig into this, and they came to turn out that person was innocent. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the times, especially with a jury full of white people when it comes to somebody who's black, they look in it as like, yo, I'm trying to go home. It's another black person off the street. Even if he don't do nothing today, he's going to do something tomorrow. So let's get him up out of here. Knowledge is power. It. I think a lot of black people don't probably don't know their rights and know the laws, which is why they end up screwing themselves over. Because you honestly don't have to say shit to nobody. They can ask you a million and three questions. The only thing you really need to answer is your name. If they ask you what you're doing here, you can tell them. But you don't have to go anything beyond that. You don't have to say any details. You say you can just say, I want my attorney. I want an attorney, period. They can pressure you all they want to. You don't have to say anything. You know, you can. You don't have to be rude about it. You can respectfully decline to speak. You know what I'm saying? They read, you have the right. And people just automatically just start screwing themselves up because they feel pressured or they feel afraid. Which I can understand, but I think that, again, that all plays into knowledge. You know, knowing your rights, knowing what is within your rights, knowing what you can and cannot say or what you should and shouldn't say. So, I mean, it's also that. I think, like, especially, like, with young kids in high school, I think, you know, for all races, to be quite honest, um, something that should be taught, you know, as part of a life lesson it's sad to say that this needs to be like a thing now, but along with like financial literacy and things like that, I think these young kids need to also know their rights. I think that's it's extremely important as to what to do if you get stopped or, you know what I'm saying, or things to know if you get pulled over, things to know if you get stopped by a cop, especially in the African-American community. I think that's something that should be offered, you know, at like youth centers, things like that. Like, you know, like any type of event like community event that's targeted towards black people, I think that needs to be an important thing, whether it's like a quick five minute message, two minute message, whatever. I think like, again, knowledge is power and our people don't know enough. Yeah, another tactic they use too is they use, especially if you especially if you get caught up with like friends or other people, they, they definitely use our own people against us. They definitely turn each other, uh, turn us against each other. I mean, look, look at early slavery days. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they got other Africans to, to, to hem up the rest of us to, to help them out. You know what I'm saying? So that it, it just goes back. As a, if we just come together as a people and we, we spend our own money between us and teach, you know, teach each other and, 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 and care for each other. I feel like this world would be a lot better, man. Like, even when Kanye, when Kanye said that crazy, like, that statement, and everybody thought Kanye was uh, crazy when he was like, oh, um, like, 400, 400 years of slavery was a choice, and everybody flipped shit. That shit went over so many people's heads. What he really meant by that was saying, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody seen Black Panther, right? Remember that scene when Killmonger was like, yo, he'd rather uh, death over bondage? So when he meant by 
Sabre was a choice, like, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of like get down or lay down kind of idea. Like, you know what I'm saying? He could have elaborated more, you know what I'm saying? Because Kanye does have a... a, a, a <laughs> Kanye's just a whole other story, but I kind of understood what he was saying. So I'm just like, in my reality, I know for a fact it was more of us than more of them. So I'm just like, yo, if we just get together, you know what I'm saying? And and they've been trying, they've been separating us for a long time. They even got like quote unquote house slaves to 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 to, to, try to yeah try to teach us parts of the Bible where where, where you know we should you know encourage slavery and shit like that. But they've been separating us for a long time, and to the point that it's, it's still in us. Like you know, as soon as we come up, we want to keep what we got for ourselves and 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 leave everybody else on the bottom. You know what I'm saying? It's like. You know, all for us and nothing. So I think we should just do better in, you know, just being there for knowledge. one another. He was even near the crime that happened, but because he was black with dreads, um, the the what was the cup? It was a cup, but um, it was like a quarter thing. So just to to close the case, we are love. Just to close the case, um. He pressured and I'm laughing at you. I'm sorry. I'm laughing at Jasonia that's choking over there. <laughs> <What's>... <laughs> Jesus Lord. You know, has a lot of footage to comb over. I feel bad for you, though. I don't. This is. But what? But what? I, like, at the end of the day, like, this is what we need to keep our sanity because so much is going on in this world, especially with COVID 19. And I know a lot of people are just in that whole Ahmad Aubrey, and now they're trying to justify him getting killed because he was looking at a vacant construction home. So they're trying to say that the two people that killed him, that supposedly they were stating that he stole something. I don't know. There's so many variations of the story that that's justifying. But when I dug down. Did my research, but when I like when I dug deep, I realized one of them was a former cop. So that's why they, they were so secretive about it. That's why it took so long for all this to happen. So, but wait, um, I thought they the person that was on the video at the property was not actually him. It looked like two different people to me. They were. That's what I'm like. There's. It's just. Was him. Then they're saying it's not him. Then the person that was recording, um, there, I guess nothing's happening to him and they're trying to get him, um, get him locked up as well. Yeah, I did see the guy who was recording it. Um, he was kind of like saying that, oh, um, I guess some Black Panthers showed up in front of his house with AKs. Yeah. Um, and then he was receiving some sort of like death threat. Um, so he's been dealing with a lot of things because of that video. But basically, he came on the news and he was saying that had he not provided that video to law enforcement, they wouldn't have known what happened to him. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. And if this is your first time tuning in, I'd like to say welcome to our little secret society. We always drop an episode on Fridays at noon Eastern Standard Time. So if you'd like to have a topic or a question anonymously answered on a future episode, please follow me on Instagram. I don't bite. And that's Shane Mariah. That's spelled S-H-A-I-N-A-M-O-R-I-A-H-H. You'll see drop a topic or question 
click that, fill out that form with your secret name, I'll be notified, and you will be featured on a future episode. I hope you guys have a beautiful and blessed day, and I hope that all your blessings come your way. Bye!